Hi, thanks for tuning in to the I Read Ray Talk Show, where we talk about politics, sex, and entertainment. I'm your host, Ray C.O. Jr., and today I wanted to talk about protests. In this political environment, are protests actually beneficial? I don't think they are, not anymore anyway. Like most homosexuals, I have been to a few protests in my day. I have screamed, chanted, sung, danced, spoke, cheered, marched, all while carrying a rainbow flag and a sign with some witty political remarks painted on it. Usually the paint was barely dry, and usually those protests were in support of gay marriage. During the 2008 election, I attended far too many protests. Let me tell you, by the end of that election season, I was dead. My roommate and I even had a closet that was devoted to the political signs that we made for each protest. Because each protest was so specific, we couldn't use them again and again. Instead, we just had to make new ones, but we had hoped, hoped that we'd be able to use them again. That moment never came. That year, right before the real election nonsense went down, I had to attend a messaging seminar on how we were going to attempt to beat the so-called marriage amendment that was added to our statewide ballot last minute. What I learned in that seminar is that we're going to try to fight for gay rights and equality, but according to our internal messaging polling that we did, we couldn't even use the words gay or equal or any variation of those words. It made the entire election suck. Looking back, it probably would have been smart to skip the rally against that amendment, mostly because we couldn't say what we wanted to. People were angry that year. We had just had a gay marriage amendment go on the state ballot two years before in 2006. We had successfully beaten that so-called marriage amendment, and frankly, Arizona was tired of talking about gay rights. And above all else, the gay right advocates wanted to say gay rights and gay love, mostly because we felt like we were being gagged. It sucked. And despite our attempts to stay on topic, that rally hurt us, I think, more than helped us. People got off message. We said gay. We said equality. The rainbow flag was present, leading to what we believed were dangerous photos being taken. The opposition that year was tough, and we lost that election, but we put up a strong fight. That protest, though, didn't help, at least before the election. After the election, however, there was another protest. That one was huge, with some 5,000 people. I got to speak at it, and it was awesome! Mostly because we needed to scream and yell and be heard. And after the election, it didn't really hurt at all. Instead, it helped because we came together. That protest made sense. The one before the election, not so much because we couldn't say what we were thinking. And that was the problem. I think the important thing about protests is that when you put them together, you need to know what sort, what kind of protest you're putting together. What sort of message are you trying to relay? And what sort of you know response do you want? That's why I've been wondering a lot about the Occupy Wall Street movement. You see, because that started out as a protest, and it's been going on nonstop for quite some time. People have been literally occupying Wall Street. And the protesting that's going on is really important, I think, because there are a lot of people, especially unemployed people, who are tired of trying to find a job in a dead economy, and instead are protesting, and they're trying to make sure that their voices are being heard. The politicians that got us into this mess, however, aren't listening. Obviously, laws have not been passed, and so at this point, you've got to wonder why do they keep protesting. Certainly, it's our American right to protest. We have that First Amendment, and it's an important one. It's my favorite one. Those of you that know me know that I use that one every single day. I'm using it right now. Freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. That First Amendment is its huge. It's everything that you know makes this country great. However, this Occupy Wall Street movement hasn't gotten results. They've been protesting for, what, over a year now, and they still haven't gotten any results. The government isn't listening, and there's really no way to make them listen, not now. 
And so protesting on, on Wall Street and being told that you have to vacate so they can clean and you yourselves are not showering or, you know, bathing at all or being clean and you're literally living on the streets. I get it. You're poor. You're broke because you don't have a job and you're homeless. But staying on the streets isn't the way to get jobs. It's not the way that you're going to go about solving your problem because it really is your problem. Certainly politicians need to, need to do something about it, but protesting something that isn't being heard isn't worth it. It's just like me having a protest where we about gay rights, where we can't say gay rights, equal, equality, um, fairness, any of that. We couldn't say gay marriage when we're trying to fight a gay marriage ban. It was epic and it was hard and we lost. And I think the Occupy Wall Street movement is also going to lose because they aren't saying anything, not now, not when it's not being heard. What they were trying to accomplish, I think, was important. But at this point, the best solution they can do is get out the polls and vote this election. Because this election is going to matter, and who you elect as your congressperson will make a difference on who listens to your protest. That's all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in to the I Read Ray Talk Show. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next time. Mwah.